Good morning. This is Christ in you, the hope of glory, coming to you on another day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank God for another opportunity to come before you. And as we are sheltering in place and recording from home, uh, we know that God is able in the fullness of time. He has heard our cry. Uh, he's drawing He's drawing souls to him through this uh, pandemic. But our prayers and our cries continue to go out. Our hearts and our minds are with the, the ones who have lost lives. And uh, we know that God and, and our trust is in him. That uh, come what may, no matter what the devil throws at us, we are uh, well aware that God is able and he is a just God. He shall uh, hear our cry and answer our plea. Our lesson today is coming to you from Isaiah, the 42nd chapter verse 1 through 9, God's just servant. And by the end of this lesson, we will uh, explore the concept of Messiah. We will sense the uh, wonder of the role of a, Jesus as a servant, and we will learn to imitate uh, the things that Jesus did, the uh, example that Jesus left for us as being a, a righteous servant. <clears throat> Excuse me. Behold, uh, the golden text reads, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. Isaiah 42, 1, the King James Version. Amen. Um, looking at this lesson, a uh, slight background of the lesson, Isaiah 41 opens with the nations being challenged by God who reminded them of his greatness. Isaiah was one of the, the, the major prophets. His, his, uh, his, his prophecy in the book of Isaiah is one that uh, is almost akin to the Gospels of, of the Old Testament, <clears throat> prophesying of the coming of the Messiah and uh, encouraging and giving the children of Israel hope uh, through the prophetic word that uh, Isaiah brought. <clears throat> the name Isaiah uh, means burning. The name Yahweh is salvation. Isaiah was one of the greatest prophets of his time. He had a vision of God and was called by God to do God's work, bringing his nation to repentance in order to save it from a whirlwind of destruction. Isaiah came to the people with messages of judgment tempered with hope. He ministered for 60 years or more, I prophesied during the reign of the five kings of Judah, uh, Isaiah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, and Manasseh. He pleaded with the people to turn from their wicked ways back to a loving God who would forgive and restore them. Isaiah saw the deliverance of Jerusalem from her enemies, the Assyrians. Um, and through his prayers and by his intervention of God, Jerusalem was spared from the Assyrian destruction. Many of the promises of God came through Isaiah have been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and excuse me, in this lesson, we're focusing on uh, God's chosen, his elect, uh, focusing on the uh, servant who would serve God, empowered by the Holy Spirit to be a righteous and a just servant. One who would not have to speak loudly, but one who uh, uh, by his actions, uh, his actions would speak 
to the people. And uh, a lot of times when we have leadership or those who call themselves servants, it's out of self-promotion. It's uh, out of a, a, a sense of uh, pride uh, sometimes and oftentimes gets in the way and causes those servants or leaders to become a little uh, pomp pompous and built up. Um, we, we wrestle with this flesh. We, we are always, we have this flesh with us, but uh, we thank God for the empowering of the Holy Spirit that empowers us, uh, that, uh, that rests us and causes us to live righteous lives. And uh, if it had not been for the power of the Holy Spirit residing upon us, uh, we could do nothing. But we thank God for the Holy Spirit. Let's look at the lesson in Isaiah 42, 1. Behold, my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect in whom my soul delighted. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. And this is God speaking. And he said, uh, behold, my servant, uh, whom I will uphold or support. Uh, uh, God is introducing us to his servant. One that uh, will, will not be bought off, one that will not be swayed, one that will uh, come and actually do the work of the Lord, the work of God uh, uh, introducing himself. Uh, God is introducing his son, Jesus. He said, behold, behold, I will uphold or support mine elect in whom my soul delighted. Uh, God is well pleased in, in this servant that he's talking about. I have put my spirit upon him uh, is a picture of when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist and the spirit of God lit came down as a dove and, and lit upon Jesus. Uh, and you heard the voice of God saying, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Uh, and God is letting us know that he is going to be in full support of his son, that which he come to he came to do. And that was to serve. Jesus had made his point to his disciples when he said, I, I did not come to be served, but I came to serve. And uh, in, in verse two, he says, he shall not cry nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the streets, uh, saying that uh, he, he won't have to be boisterous or cry out. But by his actions, by his way, he carries himself will speak volumes to who he is and he will serve the people in love. There, there will be no bias uh, or toward anyone, but he will he would serve the people and demonstrate himself in love. Three says, a bruised reed shall he not break, nor a smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment in truth. Uh, this bruised reed he shall not break, uh, speaks to the weak, speaks to the, those who are less, uh, less fortunate, speaks to those who uh, are, are not in a position of, of strength. That picture of a bruised reed is uh, in, 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 the, in that area. Uh, reeds were found around the uh, shorelines. Uh, they, were, they grew around the shorelines and there were, um, uh, what he's saying is, pretty much he would not trample on the people. The smoking flax is a picture of a, a wick that just barely had enough fuel to, to light, that to stay lit. 
And uh, he was it was what this is saying is that uh, that smoking flax, he would not quench, he would not blow out, but he would cause it to, uh, you know, put his hands around it in such a way that he would uh, keep it burning. And uh, this is a picture of those people who uh, that Jesus encountered when he took his ministry to the streets. He went am among the least fortunate. He he ministered to those who were downtrodden. He ministered to and he uh, built up those who uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, uh, when they saw Jesus, they uh, didn't have a lot of respect for him because he hung out around publicans, uh, sinners, as they said. And uh, a lot of times when they called other sinners, they didn't recognize the sin that was in themselves. But he he uh, he ministered to the people. He took his church, his his ministry was beyond the four walls of the temple. And he went to the streets with his ministry to demonstrate his servitude and his love for the people. And it's amazing how uh, we oftentimes we, we uh, forget. I believe God with this uh, situation that's going on, uh, this pandemic is causing us to reset, causing us to reevaluate our ministries, to uh, love on our families, to take the, the word of God to the streets. And not just the four walls of the church, because um, by mandate, we can't even have service. We can't fellowship because of this pandemic. But the word of God still will go forth with power. The word of God still will go forth. And, and uh, you can't stop my faith. You can't stop my prayer life and you can't stop the testimony and uh, us telling the dying world who God is. Uh, we shall go forth and his word shall not return to him void, but it shall accomplish all that he set it out to do. Uh, the first, fourth verse says, he shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth and the isles shall wait for his law. He shall not be discouraged. He is going to uh, be diligent in that which he's going to do. Uh, his and he will not till his judgment has reached the four corners of the world, even the isles. Uh, this is a picture of his word being spread and going forth. He shall not, he will not quit until his judgment is set in the earth. And it's a righteous judgment. Uh, it's a fair, equitable judgment. Uh, it's a, a judgment that speaks truth to power. Uh, and that causes men to do one or two things. They're either going to come running saying, what must I do to be saved? Or they're going to flee from the word of God because of their own unrighteousness. But this judgment shall be fair. It shall be equitable. And it is going to go forth with power. And uh, that's, that's the kind of uh, judge that we're looking for. Someone that would hear our case and would weigh the balances and not be swayed by popular opinion, but that will uh, judge rightly. And that's the kind of judge and servant that we're looking for. Five says, thus say God, the, the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out, he that spread it forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, he that giveth breath unto the people appointed and the spirit of to them that walk therein. This is God speaking of himself saying, I have decreed it. 
I declare it and it shall be. Uh, the one who stretched forth the heavens and uh, stretched them out, he that spread forth the earth. And this servant that God is speaking of is the word of God. We know in, in John, in the book of John, it talks that he was with God. He was God. And everything that was ever created was created by him. Uh, speaking of this servant and uh, God is speaking of his son. He that spoke and, and it was he that stepped out ex nihilo out on. He stepped out on nothing and spoke a word and created. He stepped out on the void and, and spoke a word and things came to be. Six says, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thy hand. I will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light to the Gentiles. Um, the Gentile word keeps popping up in this lesson, and it speaks of those that were not uh, of the Jewish uh, uh, lineage. Uh, the Gentiles was everyone else, and that word Gentiles was used as a derogatory term, uh, speaking of those, uh, relating to those that wasn't of the, the Jewish nation. But Jesus is saying, I called Israel to uh, be a witness to the Gentiles. But because of their hardness of their heart and being stiff-necked and being sinful, they could not accomplish this. So God is saying, I'm going to send my servant to be a witness to the Gentiles. I am, because you won't obey me, Israel and Judah. I, uh, at one point, Jesus even said, I will, I will take my ministry to the Gentiles. I will go and do what you were supposed to do. Uh, that's, it says, I, the Lord, have called thee into, in righteousness, and I will uphold thy hand, and I will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for the light of the Gentiles. The Lord and God is, is saying of his servant, again, I have called you into righteousness. That word righteousness means right standing, uh, moralistic standing, right character, uh, the character of God. And I will again support you and hold thy hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people. That word covenant means a contract or promise uh, uh, that contract between God and the people that shall not be broken for a light unto the Gentiles. Seven says to open the blind eyes and to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. Um, those not necessarily physically blind, but blind mentally. Uh, you can be blind and, and can, you can uh, think that the, uh, you know, the, it's a saying that says the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Your intentions, uh, uh, intentions can be totally wrong. Or you could be blind to a situation. You could be blind to your own sin. You could be blind uh, of, of the righteousness of God. And, and Jesus has come to open the eyes. And speaking of those who uh, follow, try to follow the law, Jesus was saying, you know, you need a savior. And I'm going to open your eyes to the fact. I'm going to bring out the prisoners, those who have been imprisoned in their mind. And uh, I will set them and, and them that set in darkness, 
out of the prison house. He, he said, I have come to a world full of darkness, but I have come to be that light that shineth upon a hill to direct men to come out of the prison house of their mind. Eight says, I am the Lord that is my name and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. I am the Lord. I am that, that messianic one, that, that, that one that, that uh, he was the Messiah, that was one that was looked to uh, from the Old Testament, from the Pentateuch and the Decalogue, all the way to the Gospels. He was the one that uh, Israel was searching for, and he's declaring that, I am the Lord, and another I will not give my glory. I will not affix my, my glory to a graven image or an idol, something that somebody can worship, but I am the Lord. I shall put my word on the, the uh, tables or the tablets of your heart, is what God is saying. You know, I, I will be that, that Messiah that you look forward to. The one that you have been looking for, I am he. This is the prophecy that was prophesied of Isaiah in the Old Testament. Nine says, behold, the former things are come to pass and the new things I do, I declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. It is a picture of a, a gardener planting seeds in the ground. You don't see the evidence of the fruit tree or the flowers until the fullness of time when the tree or the flower shall spring up and then you shall see it. But what he's saying is I have prophesied this and I've spoken of the former things. That is, there's a paradigm shift coming. There's a shift in the way of what we used to do or how we used to conduct ourselves. God in, uh, in the Old Testament gave the Ten Commandments and he trusted that Israel would follow him and uh, do and care and, and be uh, imitate his character. Uh, he, he trusted them, but they found but he found out. Well, he already knew that they couldn't because uh, God prophesied of Jesus in the garden in uh, way back in between Adam and Eve when he brought down just judgment against Adam and Eve. He spoke of his son, Jesus. He said, the one, you shall bruise his heel, but he shall crush your head. That was uh, God's preaching uh, the gospel, even in the garden back in, in the Old Testament, uh, speaking of his son. Uh, so in this fullness of time, this servant is uh, going to fulfill all that God has called uh, did God foreknow? Yes, he did. God foreknew that Israel would need a savior. God foreknew that we all would need a savior. So in the fullness of time, we understand and we know that God sent his son, Jesus Christ. And as we celebrate this Passion Week, going into uh, Resurrection Sunday, we thank God for his son, Jesus Christ, who hung, bled, and died on the cross at Calvary that we may have a right to the tree of life. We give his name, praise, honor, and glory for Jesus is worthy to be praised. This is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We pray that something was said today that will uplift you, encourage you, and motivate you to continue to walk by faith and not by sight. Christ in you, the hope of glory.
You be blessed.